Welcome to the Family Photography Marketing Podcast, where we dive into the world of marketing and help you take your business to the next level. I'm your host, Fiona, a marketing expert with 10 years of experience in the family photography industry. And in each episode of this podcast, I'll be sharing my insights and strategies for successful marketing to help you navigate the ever-changing landscape of digital and traditional marketing techniques. So whether you're just starting out or looking to fine-tune your marketing approach, this podcast has something for you. So join me and let's get started. Hello, everyone. It has been a while since I've been able to make a podcast episode. So quickly, I'm going to go over why that was. First was because in true Fiona fashion, I accidentally way overbooked my fall. I tried something new this year where I released my fall dates in July. And July is typically a pretty busy season for me, not necessarily because of the number of shoots that I have, but because of the nature of those shoots being more adventure. So I'm spending a lot of time in the car and that's the most common time that I get behind on emails and that sort of thing. So I released the dates and I'd never done it before. So I, I what I did on, on Acuity, because I do online booking, is I entered a whole bunch of dates and then I said I would go back and once people started booking them, I would just take out other dates. So not all of those dates would book. And then of course, I wasn't paying attention. All of those dates booked. So I had more sessions than I have ever had in a fall ever, I'm pretty sure. Um, So it was great on one hand because I hit my fall income goal really easily, but it was a lot of time and I didn't want to do just like a mediocre podcast episode just to get something out there. And then in true like universe fashion, my laptop, I was working on it. I went to the bathroom, I came back and my keyboard wouldn't work. And I'm just going to say this little PSA if this ever happens to you because I sabotage myself doing this. So if you ever find on your laptop or computer that your keyboard doesn't work, the first thing you need to do is Google on a phone or device that does work how to access without the keyboard, the accessibility keyboard, because there's always a keyboard that'll show up right on the screen that you can see and then you like you can use it still. So, because my mouse still worked. So my mouse still worked, but my keyboard didn't work. So I could move the cursor around, so I could have used the accessibility keyboard, but I didn't. So then I did what any computer human does when their computer malfunctions, is you restart your computer. Um, But my computer never restarted again, and I was never able to log in again. So something happened with the main frame. I don't even know. Whatever I say is going to sound like a science fiction movie. I took it to two different places, including the Apple store, and it was unsalvageable. So right in the middle of busy season, I had to wait, order a new laptop because I I only edit on a laptop and I only edit on laptops with a ton of internal storage because that's just the way I like to do it. I don't want to have to rely on external hard drives. So Long story short, right in the middle of that, this was like the beginning of November, I had no computer. I had that day, I had put on two movies and I was editing and I didn't, and this is another mistake, I I just had Lightroom open and I was editing and not up backing up Lightroom. So I lost all the edits I did that day, but everything else was safe. So 
That made me feel really happy because even though it was a pain to wait for the new computer to come and then have to upload 10,000 images back up into my computer, there's 10,000 images because I'm a chronic overshooter. That part was time consuming, but the fact that not a single image was lost was really powerful to my backup system. So the way I do that, this is totally irrelevant to marketing, but sort of relevant because photographer journeys of pain are important to share as well. So every card I shoot only one one session per SD card and I don't format that SD card until the session is completely delivered. Not edited, not uploaded, completely delivered. It just stays tucked away. And then I also have it backed up on an external hard drive. So in order for me to lose every client image, I would have a laptop crash, an external hard drive crash, and a SD crash, which could have happened in something like a house fire, which was really good for me to realize that I should probably, I've been wanting to get a fireproof lockbox to keep my external hard drive in even when I'm in the house. So that is my fall reasons for not being on here. But today we're going to be talking about, despite all of that going on in the background, I did a little Instagram marketing experiment for the month of November. The reason that I do these experiments is because Data, actual data is so important because in the past, I've made so many of my decisions emotionally, or I've made those decisions with past data that is no longer relevant. So for example, I've built out my entire 10,000 person following organically on Instagram, mostly via static image posts. Of course, that was because during the bulk of the time I was building the account, None of the other features really existed. It was just a static static image service. That's the only way to use the account. So if I had just marketed using that data, like, hey, that worked in the past, that's how I was able to grow this account, that's not actually relevant to how I need to get seen and visibility these days. So the app has changed, so I need new data. The founder himself, whatever, Adam, Adam M., is what I'll call him, I can't remember his last name, has said that I follow him on Instagram and he's a good follow because you, even though he annoys me a lot because he never answers the actual questions that people want to know, he does give relevant updates to the app. So if you are an active user of Instagram, I do think he's a worthwhile person to follow on there. But he has stated that over the course of the year, Consumer behavior has changed so that the majority of the interaction is happening in stories or DMs. And if the interaction isn't happening there, people are kind of mindlessly scrolling. And so you better have an eye-catching short-form video or a carousel to actually make them stop and look at what you're doing. So the issue with that is that both carousels and reels take time. And I remember last year I did a lot more reels than I have this year and I mean, it was hours of my time and I feel like I was pretty efficient. So if you have that amount of time in your hand, finally to market, is it worthwhile to make a reel or a carousel? In the time that you create that reel, you could, for example, write a simple seasonal update email for past clients. So if you look at like the time you have in your hand and how you're going to spend it marketing, how are, what is the best use of your time? Well, the only way that you're going to know that is going to be totally specific to you and you need data. So you need data about how your audience reacts to your account. 
So for my account, what the data is saying is that static Instagram posts, meaning just one image, like the OG way to post, are hardly worth it for me. And the data is so clear that I need to just follow it, right? Because I can't keep saying, even though that is, and I think that's this is true for the majority of family photographers out there, that when you have an image that you love and you post it on, on um, Instagram, it's just that one reel and maybe, or sorry, that one image and maybe a cute caption in your mind, you can kind of do this thing where you check off the marketing box. And now because I have the data in front of my face, I know that that's actually not checking off the marketing box because the visibility was actual trash. So the last post that I did before recording this episode was shown to 0.0012% of my organic audience. So we're not even at one, I mean, 1% is like enough to make you want to cry a little bit, but 0.0012%, that's like a speck of dust. And here's the extra painful part of that data. Of that 0.0012% that actually saw the post, how many were local moms looking to book a shoot? Maybe half of one human being, maybe their toe. So is it really, did it take me a ton of time? No, but it still took time and energy. And most importantly, in my mind, it would be very easy to think like, Across the many roles I have in this small business, doing that somehow was me wearing the marketing hat and now I can move on to the next tasks, the next task, when in fact, I really didn't do much of anything because no one saw what I just did. So whatever you decide after you get some data for yourself, the trick is that you need to not go into that next marketing experiment or next marketing task with your emotions leading the charge. And instead you need to get into your data suit. You need to put on your little data suit and try something else. And it's going to be new and it's going to be scary and you're going to feel icky. And if you're in your emotions, you'll try it twice. And then the icky feelings will invade your data suit and the bad emotions will come rushing in in about and in about one week, you will be right back to posting safe static images on Instagram and continuing to tell yourself that that's marketing. But in this year, especially going into 2024, that is not a marketing plan. It is a tiny, tiny, tiny piece of an overall marketing strategy. And whether or not that even can count as a piece of a marketing strategy is something that, like for me... This data is clear that doing static image posts really shouldn't even be part of my marketing strategy because the payoff is so, so small, even for the amount of time that it took me to do that. So another important part of this experiment and why I constantly do these is not only to get the data for myself, but it's to see if I could keep the promise of posting every single mother loving day when I said that's what I was going to do. Because that answers the question of, can I be a reliable employee to myself? Because if I had hired someone to post every day on Instagram and they just didn't, that bish would be fired. And since I don't have employees, that bish is me. And you know what? I did do it. I posted every day, even Thanksgiving for 28 days and will continue to the 30th. 
And that's really powerful information because even though the data turned out to be shite and hardly anyone saw anything I was doing, I gained something super valuable because I had a little bit of renewed trust in myself that I am trustworthy to do the marketing part of my own business. Had I not followed through on the task, so had I stopped on the 15th and been like, obviously no one is seeing this, this is worthless, even though I said I was going to do it to get enough to get 30 days worth of data, I'm just going to quit. I would really have to have a hard conversation with myself about whether or not I was the best person to be, to be marketing my business. Now, what I believe is that the majority of family photographers are the best people to market their business. And if you're going to outsource something, I would rather you outsource something that takes up your time like editing or scheduling or emailing over marketing, especially when you're in the beginning, because so much of your brand is yourself. And I'd rather you kind of try and test and figure out what type of marketing feels aligned to you and good and something that you can continue doing for yourself rather than outsourcing that to someone right from the beginning. Just because as family photographers, we often don't have the cushion in our monthly budget to have employees. And if you do have employees, I would just rather them be freeing up more time for you to market as opposed to someone else deciding the best way to market your business just because this artistry is so personal to each of us. So I think that's one of the best lessons that I continually try to teach myself is that I am capable of following through. And if you look back, and I've said this on the podcast before, especially as women and mothers and wives and just being females on planet Earth, it's often the promises that get broken the easiest are the ones that we make for ourselves. Like you'll probably keep a promise to your kid or your husband or your friends, maybe easier than you would keep a promise that you made to yourself. So this is a really good test for you to make sure that you're a reliable employee. And let's say that you're not, let's say that you drop the ball. Well, there are always behavioral changes You can work on your habits. You can really work on your mindset. You can work on creating time and space to do the work that you need and become that reliable employee. So there's always room for growth there, which is really nice. So if you want to replicate this and do an experiment on Instagram, for example, you can definitely try my experiment if you want to, but I think it would be a better use of your time because I really feel like, um, what I did proved that static images, and there's other ways to do static images, but I love the idea of gathering a lot of data. So I know that if I had gone 15 days without posting and then posted one static image, it would have done a lot better. But that data is such a small sampling pool that it's not actually helpful to me. So instead you could try reels, carousels, or something like starting one new DM conversation a day, doing something within stories, or even something on threads. I don't know if you guys are on threads and when it first came out, I went on there a little bit, but I actually have found some cool connections on threads. I actually have a person coming in to do headshots who found me on threads. So whenever something like that happens where a client comes full circle from something, I always think it's worthwhile just to, again, You don't know until you have the numbers. So pick something, try it for a month. Just see what happens. Then you have information about your account. Of course, 
all social media is seasonal. So December is going to be a quieter month than January is going to be where you're going to have a bigger pickup and it's only going to continue throughout the year. But if nothing else, if for no other reason than just to get a little bit of data, try it out to see if you can assign, if CEO you can assign worker BU a task that you'll actually complete because it'll give you a lot of insight into how the business is actually run. Okay, so I wanted to give also a few updates on working directly with me. Instagram was a complete silly goose with the subscription that I started because it was showing everything that I made to everyone who is not in the subscription and then hiding the subscription stories from the the subscribers. So I had to close it down because it was just a complete crazy situation to try to track who is actually seeing things and who wasn't. So I put together something I'm really excited about starting in January 2020, starting in January 20, oh my gosh, January 22nd, 2024. And it's a small group marketing mastermind that will include the the creation of a personalized marketing plan. It will also have three group calls throughout the six weeks that we'll work together. In between the learning weeks, we'll have work weeks where you can just be working on the different aspects of building a foundational marketing plan for your business, and you'll have Voxer support from me. So if you're struggling with something, you can just check in. So I'm really excited about it because it includes a lot of personalized help from me, and it also includes getting to know a group of other family photographers who are in growth mode so that hopefully for 2024, you can build out a marketing plan that helps you reach all of your business goals. So I'll put all that info in this show notes if you want to check it out, and I promise I will be back on my regularly scheduled program here, and I'm actually going to add in a few more episodes of things I missed in November so that I can catch back up to my own goal I set for the number of podcast episodes I wanted to do in 2023. So thank you guys for listening. I'm happy to be back, and I will talk to you soon.